0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20 cent die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. And with us for yet another special guest episode is Mandy from the Wandering Gamer Network and somehow married to Cody.
1: Hi guys.
0: (laughs) How are you doing Mandy?
1: You know, I am doing pretty good. Being a stay at home mom is wonderful.
2: I'm really glad you said that you're doing pretty good, because Jordan makes fun of me every week. <laughs> yeah,
0: every week when he's just like, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good.
2: You said the right thing, Mandy. Oh, good.
1: I'm I'm glad I can support you in that way.
0: <laughs> Cody, how are you doing, Cody? Pretty good? Jordan,
2: I started playing Dark Souls again, which I've already told you about, <laughs> but that's what I yeah, want to talk dude. about. What I want to talk dude, about is Dark Souls. Just
0: play Dark Souls 3, please.
2: Okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to beat Dark Souls 1, and then I'm going to beat Dark Souls 2. And then maybe I'll spend money on Dark Souls 3. Because I still have never beaten 2. And I've oh, heard dude, some yeah. really compelling arguments for why it is terrible. And why it is great. So Dark I need to Souls give it a III chance. Dark Souls
0: 3 is the best of the 3. Because it is a great return to 1. But it does add a lot of new stuff. And the bosses are so good in 3. They are so good.
2: Yeah, that was what I heard someone make an interesting point. Was that in Dark Souls 2, you just fight suits of armor.
0: Yeah, and Dark Souls 3 is just a great return to the series and a lot of really cool bosses. The lore that you can find in it is really, really cool, and I can tell that Mandy doesn't give a crap about what we are saying.
1: (laughs) I'm usually asleep when Cody's playing uh, most video games nowadays.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's true. Um, It's great right now because I did that thing where I can uh, stream my graphics card of my computer to another computer. Yeah, so, you dude. know, I'll sit in bed and just be like, I'm playing Dark Souls, and then I don't sleep, which is a problem, and I need to start sleeping more again, but it's dude, so why, Dude, why do you,
0: you always do, this has been documented well on the show, where you will go through periods of just not sleeping and doing everything but sleeping.
2: It's
1: because fun games are out that he can play, and he just refuses to sleep. I
0: understand, because Devil May Cry 5 and Sekiro came out in the same month in both games I really want to buy. But I was like, I need to sleep and do other things that are important to me.
1: (laughs) It also doesn't help that uh, our baby's actually sleeping through the night, so we don't have to get up anymore. Yeah,
0: Uh, that's great. That must be excellent.
1: For me, I'm the one who's sleeping.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Cody's Uh not asleep. So, go to anything other than Dark Souls...
2: Okay, yeah, here's the big thing about Dark Souls, right? I know this yes. is a contentious point, but you know what? If you're starting the game out, get the Drake Sword, and don't feel bad about
0: it. It's oh, the no, best no. weapon you can Everybody get in the game. Everybody loves the Drake Sword. I, I, missed, I missed it because I didn't know what I was doing, but I heard the Drake Sword's great. It,
2: it is. It's just, it is, a, it, it's like the equivalent of a new person using a rocket launcher in Call of Duty. You know, it's like the <laughs> noob tube of the game, and people make fun of it. Because it's a little cheaty early game, and then it just turns into garbage by the time you have a good weapon.
0: Well, yeah, it's one of those, like, it's a really good starter weapon, and then it's, like, it helps you have that boost to get through, get your souls, get your levels, and then you just go back to being just like everybody else. Yeah, like... But really, for three, I used the longsword the whole entire time, so I want to go back to one and do that strategy, just getting a longsword and just beating bosses to death with that
2: i always whenever i start the game i have this problem where i'm like i'm not gonna do a quality build i'm gonna do something different than a quality build i'm not gonna just quality build and then as soon as i get a halbert i'm like i want to start leveling my strength and decks i want to stop wearing armor and get a big shield and i'm like no cody do something different i was like this time i'm still doing (laughs) i'm still doing quality i'm still leveling decks and decks and strength but I want to use a Balder side sword and a claymore. I think are going to be the two weapons I really focus on.
0: Like I was a very "if it ain't broke, don't fix it" type of player. Whereas, like yeah. I got into a groove and that's what I did the entire forty-hour game. That's that's all I did.
2: You should really try out a Halbert when you no. when you play Dark Souls One. I, like, the, the
0: swing time is too long right? No,
2: no, depends. It can do both. Like, that's why I liked it so much. You can you can have just, like, a thrust attack that's really quick. Um, I got
0: this Y-Hander, and we are, gosh, we are just hit that new level of nerd.
2: No, look, it's the best part about Dark Souls. Here's the thing. This Y-Hander, too slow. It's really slow. Yeah,
0: it is so slow. That swing time is, like, a good five seconds of a swing.
2: The Halbert is slower than, like, a Spear or a Rapier, but it's still pretty quick. Like, it's quick enough that you can, like, <laughs> get in and do some attacks but you do so hey much damage what
0: hey cody you know what you should do you should stream dark souls so we can like actually have this conversation like you know, <sighs> oh, not when we not is... when we have a guest that are just completely ignoring them
2: I love you, Mandy. That's okay. The problem is if too, I was Mandy. streaming it, bro. I'm, like, <laughs> naked in bed. <laughs> oh, God! That's not something I wanted to know, dude. <laughs> and my wife is asleep next to me,
0: yeah, so that's, I can't just, really dude, be just talking. just do what I do and create a normal streaming, like, session and just do that.
2: You're right. I should ignore my baby and instead stream on Twitch.
0: Just do, like, you can do, like, 30 minutes to an hour just do quick, like, pop-up streams. It's fine. The pop-up stream is going to be at midnight. <laughs> yeah, dude, my pop I did a pop-up stream on um Wednesday, April 10th because I can't say yesterday because that doesn't make sense anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did a pop-up stream where I just got on, played some Resident Evil 7 for an hour and a half, and then got off. Uh, the other thing that me and Mandy have both been doing, so this uh, is something uh, we uh, can both on. talk about. Shut up, Cody. Mandy, what have you been doing? I'm
1: guessing what Cody's going to talk about here
0: is... um. No, no, talk about what you want to talk about. Don't be held down by a man.
1: I actually <laughs> am excited to talk about this, though, because this is totally relevant. Um, no, look,
2: Mandy, I need to hold you down, all right? Let me say my opinion first. I'm going to punch you in the sure. face. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: You are a strong, <laughs> no, no, independent the, woman who don't need no man
1: <laughs> No, the thing that we've been doing that's yeah, been really fun Is
0: we've been watching the Marvel movie Oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about this What are you on right now?
1: Uh, we are, well, we started watching Iron Man 3 tonight Ugh. So we got through I love phase, it, shut
2: up, Jordan Ugh. We
1: got through phase one uh, yesterday So, so what, it's. what, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think, so, well It was five
2: is it five? No, six. Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Avengers. So six. Okay. Yeah. We're on seven now. Iron and Man 3. And we're
1: not going to count Captain Marvel in this because we've already seen it yeah. in theaters recently. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, I'm also
2: thinking we should maybe skip Guardians of the Galaxy because we've watched both of them so many times.
0: Dude, don't skip Don't skip Guardians of the Galaxy, you
2: Philistine. It's my favorite. It's just I've seen it too many times, so I don't I, need to be refreshed. Dude,
1: I, I haven't seen the first one recently enough, so we definitely need to see the first one again. I
0: remember um, in the year it came out, I saw it like four times. It's because it so was great. Good.
1: So, so good. Um, but yeah, that's been a lot of fun, especially going back and revisiting just like where they thought yes. all of the superheroes were in the very beginning. And we're we're not gonna be able to see endgame on opening weekend I don't think um, I'm going but, to
0: try but I think it's sold out everywhere
1: yeah I, I think we're gonna we're, we're not well we'd have to find a sitter and trying yeah. to do it so we can all see it I think we're probably gonna not see it then so we have a little bit of extra time to get through everything which is nice um, but that's been it's been really cool like uh, one of the best parts is seeing Iron Man actually building his suit.
0: Yeah, that's really cool.
1: And like the progression of his suit through cuz now we're on 3 obviously and then he's basically du- well, yeah, that's the last Iron Man.
0: Yeah. Um
1: yeah. I'm not looking forward to Thor 2.
0: No one is. It's an and awful in- movie. <laughs>
1: I mean, incredible Hulk. I have never seen that movie. I was so
2: disappointed. (laughs) I defended it for a long time, and then you watched it it again. Very bad. So bad. bad. I I enjoyed the
0: end because the ending of it was pretty much like a wrestling match. I I enjoyed that. It was just like all this vamping and like running and like doing these stupid moves that don't mean anything. Like I I enjoyed that part of it.
1: I think the CGI in that one probably holds up the least. Yes.
2: Well, and that was something that I realized about Iron Man One and Iron Man Two. Even a lot of it is in shadow. Like Iron Man One, especially, is kind of shot like a horror movie. Like he's always kind of in shadow and creepy. Like before he has the suit fully made.
0: Yeah, yeah, but oh yeah. When he's in the case? when he has yeah. the
2: suit done, there's like one scene of him having an Iron Man suit. Yeah, when completely he flies finished.
0: to whatever that country it is, and um, yeah, yeah.
2: And then the last fight scene, it's in, in, shadow. in darkness. He's yeah, fighting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the CGI looks good because they don't show a lot, which was a good decision. Um, I mean, and
0: then we get Infinity War, where you see this extremely anime like fight on the planet Titan between them and Thanos, and just like he pulls down a, a moon, and that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in a movie.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen the movie since it came out last year, and I am so excited to see it again, it's although really I know cool. I'm probably going to cry again. <laughs>
0: Uh, I just—I didn't cry, but I was just devastated. I knew—I even knew it was coming, but I was just devastated.
1: Oh, see, I'm such an emotional movie watcher. Like, I'm getting uh,
0: there. It's really sad. <laughs>
1: It's—I—it it doesn't matter what the movie is, if it takes me on some kind of emotional journey, I enjoy the movie. I—I uh, I don't know. Uh oh. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> so wh-
0: okay, hold no, on, really that- quick. What is your favorite? Movies so far of the ones that you've just uh, just of rewatching, which one has been your favorite to re- rewatch, revisit?
1: Um, what did I say? It was. I
0: think
2: you put Iron Man one at the top of your list, but that was before we updated it for Avengers.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. We haven't updated it for Avengers. Out of Phase one, I'm gonna say Avengers was the best one.
0: Um yeah, I would agree.
2: It's really close for me between Avengers and Iron Man one. Um, those to me right now were tied, and then I think. Iron Man 2 was second. No, you put Iron Man 2 oh, first. Oh, I
1: liked I liked 2 better than 1. So, I would put Avengers then Iron Man 2. Uh Incredible Hulk is at the bottom.
2: Yeah. What else For is me, what else like, is
0: Phase 1? Thor?
2: Uh, uh Thor and Captain America. Yeah, I would say
0: Man. Iron Man and Avengers are the two best of that set.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the one that I this is debatable, but to me they're pretty even was Captain America, to me, was weaker than I remembered it. Yeah. Like, I just I didn't, did not care. Captain
0: America and Thor 2 are the only ones I didn't see in theater. And Captain America... Oh, really? Watching Captain America on my computer was just like, eh, it's okay, it's not as great as everybody I, says it is.
1: I didn't see Captain America when it came out. Um, and I enjoyed it mostly for the first two-thirds. So like the period stuff was all really interesting to me. I love the 1940s, like the uh, coming from a theater background, like it's always so fun to me when there's period pieces and like the costumes and the hair and look at all the time they put into that while also having to fit in this idea of a superhero um, into this kind of alternate you know, world or alternate timeline. I just, I thought that was really cool. But then, yeah, the, the ending with the fights is kind of, eh.
0: And I, I just wish, I, I felt like, oh, there were parts of it that were just really corny to me. And I just wish that it was more, yeah. al- I wish that it was more along the lines of what the Marvel movies are today than it was of just, it was just trying to be way too like America pride. Like, oh yes, I'm Captain America and I will st- punch Hitler in the face type of thing that they we're going for that's you know,
1: what i found so funny though I, it was
0: it i just was thought it, i played thought it
2: was for spoken. yucks a little bit but you know what i forgot is that iron man in the event or not iron man captain america in the avengers has like the bright blue suit still yes. you know what i mean now it's like all He's like, like star spangled <laughs> and i'm like oh it looks so but weird he also, isn't that the weird hoodie so suit colorful. that he has no, 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 that's later. Oh,
0: he gets a weird hoodie no. suit. Oh, no, no, it is. It, it is, is the hoodie is. suit. Yeah, the yeah, weird, yeah he, has he has a weird hoodie mask suit. down. It has a hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has the weird hoodie suit. I I liked his suit in Captain America a lot more than I did in Avengers. Because it was that bulkier uh, suit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I kind of liked that. But it was it fit along
0: the lines of what you were saying the other week of how like they all have to have that same style to them.
2: Yeah, because now, at this point, he just has the tactical leather suit. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Well, it's not Like leather. the vague
2: leather armor suit that everyone Everybody has. Everybody has
0: the same vague leather armor, but it,
2: it's fine. I'm just waiting for Iron Man to be like, I've made an Iron Man suit that uses iron-woven, nano-colly kind of leather, kind of, and then he, he it just wasn't wears a leather, leather But he
0: kind of did the whole nano thing in Infinity War.
2: Yeah, but it, look, it just turned into an Iron Man suit that he could, like, do like the t1000 yeah i
0: i I mean i thought it was cool but um anyways we need to really quickly talk about what i'm doing because as usual you take up all the time cody
1: (laughs) well you know marvel movies are important (laughs) shots fired my feelings hey cody
0: guess what i've been doing this week freaking more jojo's yeah dude just started part seven of jojo's bizarre Adventure. man (laughs)
2: how much jojo's is there oh my gosh eight
0: parts out it's been going on since the 80s so of course there is a lot of jojo's going on it's seven (laughs) separate series all focusing on the same idea but yeah part seven is the pretty much the reboot of jojo's which is funny because we just did a gritty reboot but they um because in the sixth it split into an alternate universe type thing. So seven is a reboot. And now it's about a horse race across all of America to um for fifty million dollars. And it's actually really cool so far. They took away some of the aspects from the old series, but you know, whatever. Not gonna eventually I'm gonna do an episode with um instant three play about about Jojo's. We're just we're gonna rant about Jojo's for a very long time. So I look forward to doing that with them um and then mandy i beat kingdom hearts a while ago
1: okay no hearts (laughs) three
0: i'm
1: i'm actually currently playing it uh well i'm not playing it but uh, not far uh we are just finishing up the toy story world which i think is literally the first
0: world yeah that's the first actual world yeah
1: yeah um and it, you know what I will say. My biggest complaint so far has been that it feels like we're
0: just watching movies. Yes, there's oh the cutscenes just get longer and worse. Well, and well not worse. So but Zach,
1: is, yeah, so Zach is the one playing it, and I'm recording it with him. And uh, he made a good point where it's like you could cut the cutscenes by like a line or two, and it would make. A huge difference. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get that.
1: Because there's like stuff they say that they could be saying while you're at least moving, and it's kind of pointless to have it in a cutscene because it just takes away from gameplay. Yeah, and
0: the fact that it's like you do a little bit of gameplay, and then you have a ten minute long cutscene, then you do a little bit more, and then another ten minute long cutscene, and it's it does that pretty much for the rest of the game. There were there was a cutscene like series towards the end. That I was, I was sick in a hotel like, playing this, and I was just wanting to play something, and I almost fell asleep because the cutscene was almost 30 minutes long.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Because <sighs> I, I, be the, I was <laughs> sick with
0: the stomach, <laughs> plate. I was like, can you just. And then I just paused it and just went to the home screen and just went to sleep because I'm like, I can't right now.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm not looking it, forward to that.
0: I enjoy the actual Kingdom Hearts story parts that they had, but. Just there was a lot of just filler cutscene. Yeah. But yeah, no, um in, enjoy I, I enjoyed like the updates to the gameplay that they did. I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed like how smooth some of the fight fighting isn't it? It's just
1: Yeah, I've okay, so I'm such a Disney nerd. I've actually really enjoyed all of the attraction fights. Yeah, those are pretty fun. Like I uh, the only like one like I don't really like stupid it's the water and ride corny. One is
0: the only one I don't like. Yeah. Because it doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's really corny, but I really think oh, they're and, fun and to and the boat
0: ride also sucks. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's not a but good one. But like the teacups are great. Yeah, the the Buzz Lightyear yes, one is, is fun. Really fun. The train's pretty it's cool It's especially if you can cool get it having, right. like,
0: because I've only gone to disney twice and they were like very far between like long ago but remembering actually being on the buzz Lightyear year ride and like oh this is exactly what i remember having little fight was like, was like this is so cool
1: yeah they did a really good job with that and even though there's no like in-game reason no, for you to have them they I think don't even it's explain
0: so why you get those they there's no reason to it
1: Oh, yeah. No, they, they just don't. just give it to it's you. It's hilarious. I,
0: like, I was wondering, like, when I was watching trailers, like, oh, how are they going to explain that? It's like, do you get a new magic power? They say nothing about it. They literally just give you the power. Yep.
1: <laughs> it's great.
2: I love it.
0: <laughs> yep. Hey, right, Cody, we're ready to roll for initiative soon. But first, as always, what was last episode?
2: The last week was where we
0: talked about the supernatural being uh, yeah. real. I, we need to have a, like, real episode that's further apart so you forget. <laughs>
2: yeah i know right i was telling mandy i'm like getting a little bit burnt out just because of the extra the extra one episode just is like woof man i've done a lot of these in a short time
0: okay oh well you probably beat me for once uh i did i got a 19 i got a three
2: awesome i got a one mandy
0: crit fails she has to go first
1: (laughs) this worked out perfectly for me
0: well, um, okay. So, really, one thing I wanted to talk about before we go into—I've mentioned this a little bit before we started—but so our topic for today is a very Disney world. And my question of to both of you is, what does that actually mean? What is a Disney world?
1: So, for me, from somebody who absolutely loves Disney, I worked there for eight months, did the internship program, Which
0: is super awesome. Uh,
1: have. <laughs> It, it is. It is. I had such a good time. Uh, for me, I wanted to do something, uh, a little different, okay. and so I made my world based on the actual theme parks in America.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: Some of like, you know, like the characters and stuff thrown in, so it's not totally empty. But I, I, I'm pretty happy. At least we're section four. So, so them.
0: you kind of made a Disney World world.
1: Okay, exactly. I like that,
0: Cody. Where did you? How the <laughs> heck did you end up on this? Because I, I, just want to know. You don't have to spoil the whole thing, but just what? What is your idea of a like? What does a Disney World mean to you? So, I thought about
2: that, and what I came up with is, um, uh, it's fantastical. There's a young princess, and. She fights a metaphor for some kind of adversity.
0: Yeah. Actually, we are pretty close to the same type of deal, which I thought of Disney as like... Mandy's laughing.
1: I am so far it's, off topic, there. No, it's, it's,
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's These episodes are like, what is your perspective for most of it? Because usually we're going to have a completely different idea. But I kind of took it as being like, what makes... To me, it's like what makes up a mo- a world that will be in a Disney movie. So, I I did a kind of a princess story where I took um, the idea is like what what is the Disney princess? Like it's this person who's like. I guess is the light of the world almost like portrays all these good qualities in a person's like super kind, like gets along with everybody pull like basically brings out the best in people. And then what does the princess have to face more is like some sort of darkness that as Cody said, represents whatever adversity that's in the world or whatever your phrasing was.
2: <laughs> so I kind of agree with you, but I am going to say that like the new Disney princesses, and I don't necessarily mean this in a bad way are kind of universally dicks. How wow. so? <laughs> but check it out, right? Imagine Little Mermaid. She's the worst! Her dad's like, look, Little Mermaid, you need to be responsible. She was like, screw you, Dad, I'm going to go elope with some guy I don't know. And then she runs away from home. And that's kind of like what happens with Moana. She's just like, screw you, Dad. And Well, then Moana was more wanting to save,
0: like, she left to save something. Ariel, I feel like, was just specifically for herself.
2: Elsa froze the world. Tangled, abandoned her grandmother. Was it wasn't her grandmother. Uh, it was this evil witch who
0: was trying to use her power to stay young forever. Look,
2: she raised
0: her, all yeah, right? Yeah, she kept her, her a tower that. and did not allow her to leave or really... Belle threw a snowball at the beast. Okay, Cody, your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: wasn't that in the live
2: action? I think it yeah, happened. Yeah, Cody, both.
0: your your opinion doesn't matter. Just go well, to no, your world. Your opinion doesn't s- matter.
2: I just am saying that oftentimes the Disney princesses to me are shown to be like youthful in a way that like i don't want to say lacks responsibility but that's kind of like their coming of age story you know what yeah. i mean is usually they have something like some personal like flaw to get over that's all yeah. i'm saying
0: okay so you're first god i going, to, I'm going yeah, first for one, oh my gosh, well, this like, is the first I, time in like five or six weeks
2: forgot what this was like so my first section's actually about geography <gasps> so there's zero princess oh well, my it.
0: gosh you actually um, did what you were supposed to do
2: I know. Like, this world's weird, but it's like technically format wise bogstar. I'm so. proud
0: of you, Cody. You never do the right thing.
2: The title of my world is The Kingdom of Melody.
0: Oh crap, we have These... the same I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, like, if you do if you do song as magic, we're boned because we just made the same <laughs> world, which we've done exactly one time, and it was sucked. <laughs> Alright. That's why you have me. The Kingdom of Melody. These lands move to an eternal rhythm. Each note of discord resolves, every missed beat just a counter-rhythm to give more movement to the song of our world. I only wished that I had lived long enough and could hear well enough to truly understand its symphonic beauty, the old and the wise. The ribbons of color wind around and through mountains, forests, and brook. Fields of gold with harvest-ready ripple in the breeze. Orange translucent threads swirl around every seed pod as wind turns them into instruments. Music is everywhere in this world. Magic, rather, is everywhere in this world. In the air, or rather, made by the air. Each vibration releasing little pops and shimmers of energy. (laughs) It might be a waste. It might be meaningless. It might be random. But magic belongs to anything that can make noise. From the tiniest petal landing on still water to the crashing of thunder all of them make music and leave an ephemeral impression on the land's magical landscape but music true music is a thing of power those people that live in this land can shape it with music by controlling and harmonizing the power of music people can shift our lands grow forests create cities music lets the will be made manifest from kings to commoners everyone that can speak and sing and shout can make magic Everybody makes music with every breath and the landscape breathes with them. Reality is a construct of song. So in my world, like any noise is paired with like a... Color representation that kind of moves like a breeze around it. I know you're about to say Pocahontas, Mandy. Oh, I was gonna say LSD. Pocahontas
0: on your face. (laughs) I I, I was gonna go straight for acid, and you went for Pocahontas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can they paint with all the colors of the wind? Yo, you paint paint with with all the colors of the
0: the wind, wind,
2: bro. Do you paint with all the Um, colors? (laughs) But this isn't just when people when people talk. It would like. That does magic. Just the act of speaking has some magical effect. It just might be very subtle. Um, same thing with anything that makes noise. So, like, the a river running. You could hear, and it would be paired with, like, some kind of, like, uh, shimmery magic coming off of it. So, the whole world is kind of aglow with this kind of translucent magic that just comes from everything that makes sound. Yes, Cody, but have um, you
0: ever... Ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon, <laughs> or ask the grinning bobcat why he grinned? Uh, Can you sing Jordan, are you with, with at the Because yeah, I don't know the lyrics. On the top of my head. Can you sing with all the voices? On the I mouth? At least it's from a Disney movie. Can you paint I with all realized, the colors of the wind? Can you? I got
2: way too far into this world before I realized there was a song about this, and I was describing what was in a song, and I was like, no, but it's more different than that. It's more glowy. And it doesn't look like an oil painting. Ah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> do you do you wanna know what's worse though? What? Uh so when you said uh what is what is it called? Don't read it off. No, what's your land called? Oh, uh, or, it's uh <laughs> the, the Kingdom, kingdom of, of Melody. Melody. Uh Melody is the daughter of Ariel. She has a kid? Yeah, she has a kid. Don't you ever watch the sequels from <laughs> no, the 90s? No
0: one oh God, does, no. Mandy. Come on.
1: I Pocahontas
0: 2 was a That's why travesty. I, it still was Mulan 2.
1: Pocahontas 2 doesn't exist. Does it?
0: I thought Pocahontas uh, yeah, 2 but, was a thing. Hold on. Oh, is, oh to you it sucks. doesn't exist. Okay.
2: It is I, a I thought I just travesty. said the wrong thing.
0: I'm like, oh wait, I thought it was a movie. Mulan 2. Dude, no, Mulan is. 2 is bad. Mulan 2 is so bad. Every
2: Basically, every two that
0: Disney makes. Yeah, Lion a King 2 rough. was fine. Ariel
1: 2 actually wasn't terrible. Huh? Lion King 2 is Okay. Uh, little mermaid yeah, 2 actually little wasn't mermaid that bad, was but good anyway
2: my point is that um magic that comes from random noises or from things of nature has an effect on the world so like we'll get into it a little bit later but um like the sound of a river actually affects the rocks around it and it changes them so the landscape changes based on the sounds of the okay. landscape what? Which is why even these tiny things all working together oh. magically shift what's happening in the land. So it's a lot more moving than what we're used to seeing just by the nature of it's always making noise. Um, so aside from just like animal and human interaction, the world itself shifts and moves magically just because it makes noise.
0: And That's it's that's my geography. really fun because... This whole idea of music having power was exactly where I wanted to take my musical world if we ever did that one.
2: Yeah, I also awkwardly realized that as I was doing it. I'm like, oh, shoot, we're supposed to eventually do a musical world. Now yeah, I got to do something different no, for that.
0: So you, you messed this up for me, too.
1: Why don't you guys just do uh, everything as a musical, like on stage musical? I,
0: I was thinking of just doing it like just set in like a... Awful part of downtown and be about how people are trying their hardest to pay the rent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got that joke. (laughs) Could I make
2: mine where everything rhymes to one letter? No, you're not doing that again. You're not doing that again. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite world. It was the most fun to write and I
0: knew it was going to annoy you. Anyways, (laughs) so I'm i'm next, right? Oh, yeah, because Mandy rolled. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I how? That how am I? This is so good,
0: I'm just going to sing Disney songs. Under the sea, under a the lot. sea, under the sea.
1: Yeah. Under
0: the sea. <laughs> ah, okay. So mine, like I said, I followed the whole Disney princess thing, but I, I threw a couple of little twists and turns here and there. Um, so this first part comes from Meryl, the Endless, an Ancient Magic and the Protector of the Realms. Because, you know, you have to have your ancient magic who passes it. Yeah, you, you get it. You you guys watch enough Disney movies with magic and fantasy. There's a mermaid and she's Disney little. is
1: my favorite.
0: <laughs> really, when I was a kid, like, when I started growing up, teenage years, I was such a hater. I was like, oh, Disney's so for kids and stuff. And then now that I'm in my 20s, every time a Disney movie comes up, I like, oh, this looks really good. I want to go see this. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I, although it's been like that for me since I was like three. So
0: I, I went through that trying to be like cool stage and I realized there's no such thing as cool.
1: <laughs> Didn't need it. Just all Disney.
0: Jordan, <laughs> I'm cool. Just look at me. That's
1: what cool is. <laughs> You're cool listening to Hocus Pocus yeah, Pocus. Yeah, dude.
0: You can't talk. Anywho. I like yodeling.
1: <laughs> I'm cool. I guess, I I like guess that's yodeling. what cool is. Not caring. That you like
0: yodeling. You're a weird one, Cody. All right, yep, anyway, okay. your world. I have been around since the beginning of time. I should increase this font because I definitely cannot see it from where I'm sitting. Let's start <laughs> that over again. Also do a That's, voice. I, I have, oh, dude, I have a great voice later that I'm very proud of.
2: I have okay, been around okay. since the
0: beginning of time. I have seen kingdoms rise and fall, but I have also seen the same trend cycle throughout the history of the people. There is always a kingdom, always a large castle always a darkness that rises up and always a princess who changes things for the better. This princess rises up despite all odds and gathers the affection of her people. This princess does not always have to be born to royalty. She doesn't have to be the most beautiful, elegant, or even the smartest. But the princess has a pure heart that shines through whatever darkness exists at the time. Now is no different than then. I have always been aid to the princess in whatever form I need to take. I have been a fairy godmother, a dragon, and even a Jamaican crab. I am always there to guide her in times of need. The land has greatly changed over the years and has formed into the vast continent of Aise. But that is not where the kingdom of Alar has settled. Alar sits above Aise on a giant floating landmass held together by magic. The great King Harper and his magical advisors wanted to create a land that could be protected from all harm. To them, this just meant levitating a whole city. Alar is a beautiful kingdom that seems to sit atop of the clouds. The buildings tower high, but are dwarfed by the absolute majestic kingdom of the sun. King Harper has been succeeded by many kings and queens that have made this kingdom flourish, knowing that the people depend on them to create utter paradise. But while Alar is an absolute paradise, just below them, the grounds of Aise, are considered the shadow continent, the dark lands eclipsed by Alar. This is where the wicked are believed to live. It is a land covered by a thick forest that, because of Alar, is usually dimly lit. In the night sky, they cannot make out the stars that shine above Alar, only the stars not eclipsed. During the day, the thick clouds that hold up Alar cover the sky. Because Alar is above the clouds, Aise still receives rain and snow. The land of Aise is covered in veins of water that flow from what some believe is the mystic lake of Spirin, a body of magical water. The water shines brightly and glitters across the dark lands. Aisei is humid and warm for the most part of the year, but has a harsh winter due to the eclipse of Alar. Alar, on the other hand, generally keeps warm weather as they are close to the golden sun. Tripping over my words, man. The water on Alar is not magical, but instead is produced by magic. So are most things that provide comfort to the people. The magicians work to make sure the people on Alar live comfortable lives. But as I said, there is always a darkness lurking, waiting for its time to strike. So just really quick, you know, huge continent that covers most of this planet. And um, above it is this floating city of Alar, which pretty much casts a giant shade on the city below. Well, on the, sorry, on the wilderness below. And that's where the people of the city Alar believe the wicked go. And that's my setup.
2: I like it. I uh, I I like the kind of thing where it sounds like every Disney world has existed in kind yeah. of the same thing, and <laughs> oh, just yeah. shifts. It, it's just, I like just that. shifts. That's like cute. as you go through,
0: it's always the same trends, and like so, all the Disney worlds have existed. Mulan was a thing. Yes, I kind of want to throw it in because that's the trend that Disney does is the same type of princess story, just in different worlds. But anyways, Mandy, take it away. I
1: like it. Okay. Um. So, to all who come to this happy place, welcome to Disney World. Uh, so, uh, I didn't do a narrative, but, uh, the important geographical, general things you need to know about this world is that, uh, Disney World is named after the greatest explorer Ooh. on the planet, the wizard Yen Zid. <laughs> yes. Uh, generally, it's pretty Earth-like, uh, you know, like large continents separated by water. Um, however, the important thing to know is that from space, the planet looks like it is surrounded by a blue sparkly haze. So looks pretty magical. Uh, the main kingdoms are East and West Disneyland, which are separated by a wall. Uh, Epcot, Hollywood, Animal Kingdom, and the Forgotten Realm, which is where Beastly Kingdom, lies.
2: Is there a Um, Star Wars world? The major one? I'm shutting up. No, there's just one continent is just gray and doesn't look forward to it. And then there's another place that has this um,
0: magical castle where people go to learn magic. But, you know. There's a hairy guy who plants things in pots.
2: That would be the next planet, I think, right? It's like the equivalent of Mars. There you
1: go. Um, so the, the major kingdoms we're going to focus on are Disneyland and uh, Beastly Kingdom. Uh, the important thing to note is that Disneyland exists in a bubble of good weather, while Beastly Kingdom seems to have a perpetual storm brewing above uh, its uh, large uh, mountain uh, centerpiece. Uh, nice. uh, also, every night is a celebration with magic light displays, except for special holidays when they're different. Most people at this point just believe the light displays are natural.
0: Oh, okay. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So uh, fireworks have just kind of existed for so long that...
0: They're just part of the world.
2: Yeah. Is that just naturally like the... Like- blue aura around the planet just like emits fireworks every night or is there like a dude who's just like you have to do the fireworks every night
1: i think there's a dude that's like (gasps) you have to do the fireworks every night you'll well you'll it's not secretive necessarily but the people have lived there for so long and this just happens that at some point you're just living your daily life and it's like up you can tell time by the light display Yeah, that's
2: kind of like tangled yeah. Where she, like, sees them and she's just like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, part of the backdrop. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, that's really cool.
1: Very similar, but also, like, how cast members feel <laughs> when they realize the fireworks are going off.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's happening again.
1: Like, oh, the fireworks are going off? It's 9 o'clock. I have two hours left off my shift. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is uh, section one for my
0: Disney World. Yay. That's really cool.
1: It's going to get weird. Yes.
0: Cody it's my yeah, turn you're Sorry. not used Jeez, to this because I'm really, usually i'm the one who leads I am it. i'm so
2: used to going last it has been like five it's weeks it's been a
0: very long time
2: all right music lives in all of us oftentimes people ask me who is the greatest teacher of music mozart i say hush i say hush <laughs> and listen to how the squirrel speaks to the tree listen to how the calm river and the carp move together If you want to learn to sing, be quiet and listen to the songs being sung to you every day. The old and the wise. We are unsure if the world existed and the wind and water made the first song, or if the first song birthed nature. Either way, it is a beautiful symphony. Tree songs are slow and a light green glow, dragging from each branch and each leaf. These songs encourage life and peace, consistency. That's how the forests grow. Each tree encourages the next one to grow. That is how our forests are such a happy place. They're a place of life and a place to slow down. Animals are different. From the smallest squirrel chatter that makes branches grow longer or makes themselves float on the wind or obscure their position, to the bison's mutter and stomp songs of protection. Slow but effective. They use the magic to guard the herd. Every planet... Every plant and animal uses a song to help it live. They may be simple songs, but that's how we first learned. Nature is a thing of interconnection and wonder. Each song complementing or clashing with the next. The only unnatural thing is silence. So, like I said before, the landscape itself just shifts because of the noises of inanimate objects. But what kind of trees but also animals specifically figured out is that the noises that they make whatever intent they have behind them has that effect when they do it so like you know in disney movies where you'll see like a squirrel just kind of somehow be sort of magic like it's kind of just like a whimsical squirrel you know what i mean where it can just like jump too holy crap
0: magic squirrel
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that that's because of the sounds that they make just have that intent and make magic. And this is true for every animal. So they're not like big magic things where they're like, Oh, and then it like splits a rock in half. It's just like the intent of those things kind of releases that kind of magic when it makes noise, um, any kind of sound. And it just kind of happens that everything in this world sort of hits on a rhythm. You know what I mean? Like, because everything is so musical, um, things tend to have a rhythm to them just naturally. That's what it everything ends up tending towards. What's up?
1: Have you ever seen the old Disney cartoons where everything's like bouncing? Yeah,
2: I didn't even think of that, but that's exactly right. Yeah, where there's that kind of like things in nature have that movement to them where they all kind of seem to be bobbing their head at the same time or like things tend to sway in the same beat. Um, and then, yeah, most animals are just small magic it's nothing big and extravagant it's just little things but also and this is kind of (laughs) avatar-esque where like people learned that like oh if we sing a certain way if we like sound a certain way that makes this effect happen and that's how they first learned to use music to help themselves like they learned but it's just like any technology yeah yeah like humans just kind of ran with it further and that's how music developed but we'll get into that later um,
0: so that was my second section. Okay. Yep. That, no, I, I like it. Cool. I, I like...
1: I, I do like the idea of just imagining all this happening in like an old Disney cartoon yeah. now, though. <laughs> where everything's just kind of bobbing constantly.
0: Ah, man. Look at that stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you say their collection's complete? <laughs> Wouldn't you say I'm a girl, a girl who has everything?
1: You're very pretty yeah,
0: girl, man. Jordan. I am beautiful. I am beautiful.
2: I mean, that was Little Mermaid, huh? I Got it. Really took me a minute. It's really
0: sad because the Disney princesses are just so fabulous and wonderful. It's like I could never connect on that level, but like I just always wanted to be a pretty, pretty princess. You, you just you decide (laughs) if I'm joking or telling the truth. You decide.
2: (laughs) I think the cartoon character that I most wanted to be was like the characters from El Dorado. Oh my gosh, yes, but that is not Disney. It's not. Also, I really love Treasure Planet,
0: which is that Disney or no?
2: That is Disney, and it is that a is great, movie. surprisingly good. Me and Mandy watched it's it, kind of like what like, still holds up pretty much. It does, really good yeah. It was fun. I really yeah, liked no. it. That's like one of the ones that gets kind of dumped. Yeah, dunked and, but it's it? just a
0: yeah. really original, just fun world and. In-
1: yeah, there's, there's a really great YouTube video. I don't remember. You can find it, though, if you just search, like, Treasure Planet review. But this guy, like, goes into really, ba- like, really in-depth on the whole, like, marketing behind it. So why it didn't really, like, it, why it didn't end up working.
0: And it's... Their marketing campaign was awful.
1: Oh, it was terrible. But it's such a, it's such an interesting movie. And the... I'm a huge animation fan too. And then, like, how they're all, like, how they go through the ship. They had to build that ship in a 3D space. And then, like, it's amazing. It's so cool. So, I know this is totally on topic, but I
0: I uh, like hearing these little, because, you know, aspiring artist and writer over here who's never going to get a writing or art job. So, I just like to hear the different nuances of Disney. Anywho, my turn. This is going to be yet another really long episode. I can't wait to edit. So this is my flora and Fauna section. It comes from the same guy, um, Meryl the Endless. The trees on Aise are clustered together, creating a thick, deciduous forest. Because of the shade, their bark is thick and almost black, but during the later parts of the year, the leaves change color and fall from the trees, creating a beautiful array of color. Those on Alar believe this to be a beautiful event and watch the changing of the colors from the viewing ports in their beautiful city. I use the word beautiful a lot, apparently. Isn't that the worst... When you're like writing a
2: paragraph and then you read it back and you're like, why did I say the word like f- like fast fifty times in this it, sentence? it's just I said it so three cl- times know, in this paragraph
0: it. so far. Anywho, the, their plants on the under, other hand, the people on the are their plants on the other hand never lose their perfect color or perfect health due to magic. Some say this is rather boring and long to spend the fall in Aise. The lands of Aise are somewhat hard to traverse, being hilly and treacherous at points. There are great ravines accompanied by cliffs that overlook the forest on high grounds, but the water of Spirin flows throughout. Close to the riverbeds, thick briar patches are found. If you are not careful, you can get hurt by the sharp thorns, but these patches are surrounded by beautiful flowers. Even in the darkness of Aise, there is beauty. Coming through history, you can see that there have always been animals that people protect, uh, sorry, projected qualities of good and evil on. Princesses are usually accompanied by squirrels, rabbits, deer, and even colorful birds that sing beautiful music. Every princess has some sort of familiar that lives right alongside of them, helping guide them down the right path. Then again, I have even acted as the familiar sometimes. Of course, the evil is always shown to be accompanied by spiders or reptiles, wolves and black crows or ravens. These are all animals portrayed by writings to be dark or evil. Though, what is portrayed isn't always to be, be believed. I would not say Aise has the qualities to produce the future princess and is more likely to bring evil if we are going by the standards developed many centuries ago. Aise is full of roving packs of wolves and other dark creatures that traverse the lands. But of course, these animals are not necessarily evil. The snakes are very wise and the wolves are loyal companions. But because of the nature of Aise, those on Alar do not dare come down from the sky. Some believe that the land below them is evil, and that the magic that holds up Alar is in place in order to keep the land safe. On Alar, the trees are bright green and colorful, and the animals are noble companions who sing songs of beauty for the citizens of Alar. There are no snakes, no wolves, no predators that would hunt on Alar. Instead of a thick, dark forest, the lands of Alar have beautiful gardens that are homes to the wildlife. The lands of Alar and Aise are vastly different, but I believe that both of these lands hold their beauty. Alar is the sanctuary for humans while Aise is the land of the wild. There are few humans who live in Aise, having preferred the wild lands to the sky country. The Aisans, number only in the hundreds to maybe a few thousand, they live their separate lives in close-knit tribes, usually keeping to themselves and not worried about the skies above but those on Alar believe that these people are evil or that they are ancestors of ancient evil that has been banished. This may be what leads to our conflict today. And that is my second part. Just got to talk about Aeacin's, yeah. which those is totally Don right. Aiesin's... It just sounds funny. Yeah.
2: I, know, I was right? trying to figure
0: out what the plural of it would be. And I like sat there for a while. It's like, ah, just go with Aeacin. <laughs>
2: I do want to point out that I think you made racism. Yeah, no,
0: I did. I see, but (laughs) that's the point because the story, the princess stories to me always have like some sort of point or some sort of like you know cultural impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the time we are in now, with a whole like oh these people are from there and they're terrible because they live there, and not really knowing what the culture the people are about. So yeah, I kind of wanted to form it around that idea, but also have this beautiful princess story. I like it. Mandy.
1: <laughs> Woo. Okay, mine's really short. Um, so since so since Disney World is pretty earth-like, uh plants and animals are the same. Um you do have some of the more fantastical creatures though, like dragons and unicorns. Um, uh, and everything is pretty unnaturally vibrant. Um, like someone turned the saturation way up. So, what? yes. Um, and now animals can't talk to people, so they can't speak English. You're not looking at Cinderella's mice, for instance.
2: Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, 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 wait,
2: I've never seen Cinderella or Snow White, and I cannot tell you the difference. Oh, my gosh.
1: No, way. I I can't tell you the difference between Snow White and the other one. Sleeping Beauty. Princess Aurora. Yeah.
2: Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. That's (laughs) the same. Yes.
1: Anyway, uh, so the animals can't talk to people, but there are people who can talk to animals. Um, Animals typically aren't very bright, (laughs) um, but there are some that I would say have reached a certain level of intelligence to recognize that, like, oh, I'm a lion around people. Um, and so oh, they've it. kind of realized that they need to get away from humans. Uh, so that's how Animal Kingdom became oh. its own place. Um, And because there are animals intelligent to understand that they need their own society, so like very much like Lion King and how they understand the circle of life, where it's like, okay, this is all natural, but we're going to handle this our way and not be around people. Um, People who can talk to animals are the ones that have kind of risen up in the human society. So that's how you have the people who have become princesses. They're the ones who are able to communicate with this other land. And that is my section too. Yay.
0: That's, I, I really like that. I, I like how you did explain, like, the animal and why that even exists, because, the, yeah, I, good job. Sorry. We're good. Get-
1: I'm really trying to adhere to the theme no, part. No, no, I, I
0: really <laughs> like that. I'm just trying not to be super long-winded, because we're already running pretty long right now.
1: I to- <laughs> totally okay with that. So, Cody, section yeah, three. Yeah, Cody,
0: time for you to be a man. You know, you must be swift as a coursing river. With all the force of a great typhoon. He. Yeah, hates and it makes me so song. mad because Mulan is so good.
1: I mean, I understand it. With Theater the, the kids love that song, and sometimes it can get annoying. But
0: it's the still a great song. Of the Moon. The Moon.
2: Here's the problem. Okay. I hope we're on Stop. key.
0: <laughs> Stop. Here's the problem. Stop. Here's Stop. what Stop.
2: happened. I don't like 90s Disney music, it's man. so good. And it the same thing happened with like Road to El Dorado, where there's that like freaking stupid El Dorado song that has to play, and then you hear it a million times. And then they do like a rock jam remix in the credits. Yeah, that's and like it what makes me want to cut is my kneecaps off. Literally, what
0: off. the whole animation and Disney style was back at the time, just. They literally up still do down your do throat that, throat, it's though. So great. I know. <laughs> also, Moana was fantastic and it had great songs. I didn't dislike Moana. Moana was good. I'm just Moana saying I'm saying like of modern movies that do that was the Moana was the first one I thought of because they did have the remake of um you're welcome. In the end,
1: they also had the remake of uh, her song yeah, uh, "How Far I'll Go."
0: Which I love both of them. So.
2: although the remake of "You're Welcome" was cool because it was the guy that yeah. wrote it, so that was actually yeah, and he's, and he's I like fantastic. Him, kind of. I have complicated thoughts about.
0: Anyways, okay. Alexander We're, Hamilton. Na- I'll start
2: talking. I'll start talking about Hamilton forever. Yeah, we, and no, we, I do have need, we do not need section on three. Yeah.
0: We're too long. When to go? No, Go, go go go, the go, 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 go. All
2: right. I'm going if you'd let me. All right, I'm ready. Go. Go. All right, I'm going. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We all know we can use magic to change and build the world, but few truly understand that the world is music. We don't simply change the world with song. It is the song that sustains it. The littlest princess was sad and alone in her castle. She was the littlest, which meant the least important. Her big brothers and big sisters would rule. They would become kings and soldiers and scholars. But what is to be done with the littlest princess? Her parents, the king and queen, were busy. They had a kingdom to rule. They had to travel. And they had meetings. And they had to travel. I would rarely have time for her. So she was sad and alone. In a castle filled with people with more important chores to do. The littlest princess has always known about the silence. Because I told her. She called me the old and the wise. She likes scary stories of silence spreading. She likes stories of songs gone silent. What she did not know is that soon she would live these stories herself for in far off lands across treacherous, treacherous oceans and valleys, silence was growing. So this to me is like what you would see in the credits of a Disney movie, right? Where they're kind of like setting up the backstory yeah, a little yeah. bit vaguely, Um So, my princess in this story, and this kind of goes back to where, like, in my mind, like, Disney princesses are rarely perfect. I think with intention, because then they usually have, like, some kind of arc of growth. You know what I mean? Um, So, she's the littlest princess. So, she's very young and feels it. She has more important older brothers and sisters that are going to go on to do great things. But she's kind of the one that got forgotten. And I think a lot of that is... Her projection of herself, you know what I mean? Where it's like you feel like you're the least important, so then that's what you see. And it just kind of grows on itself. And I kind of imagine her living in this massive, huge, ornate castle, but being mostly alone. Because all of her other siblings are busy and have more important things to do. Um, so then, the old and the wise, who's the person that's done the little intros to all the sections, is this like old scholar that lives in the castle who's like her best friend. So there's this old dude that she hangs out with who tells her stories. And they
0: smoke joints um, in the back room together.
2: Yeah, you know. <laughs> and these stories are mostly about the silence. And this is where you kind of get like that vague malicious force that seems to come up in a lot of Disney mm-hmm. movies. Um, silence is just simply the lack of songs. And my notion is that this world only exists because of the like consistency of noise. So if songs were to ever altogether stop, that just destroys the world. It stops existing. So it's not just that rivers the noise of a river makes that river have magic. It does, but it also is that river existing. So if silence ever falls, that's kind of like nothingness spreading. So, this story that will happen kind of after the world building that I'm doing now is about the kind of conflict between silence, this vague nebulous force, and music, which to me is the opposite of it. Um, and I kind of chose to do that, think- like, I was thinking about doing it like Discord or something like that, but I like the idea of silence and this character because, like, the parallel for her would be that she feels like she has no voice. Okay in a land where everything has a voice and everything has magic. Okay. So that's why, like, that's kind of supposed to be the metaphor of what she would be struggling with is thinking that she is silent and that she doesn't have a voice. And then that would be, like, what her adventure parallels.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like that. So that's kind of
2: history-ish.
0: Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, not trying to be a long-winded, because um, I, yeah. I have a very long section coming up.
2: That's cool. I kind of made this world short. I'm going to say on purpose because I knew there were I many, just
0: of don't care, and I just like to write. <laughs> so it just turns into these large masses of text that I end up reading on the show. Um, so this is my society history. This comes from Madam Alabaster, sister and advisor to King Hiram, current heir of the Golden Family of Alar, which is I my titles are way too long. <laughs> uh, Okay. You see, King Hiram and I are direct descendants of King Hopper Allah and current rulers (laughs) of the country Allah. Well, Hiram is the ruler. I am just his advisor and his only living sibling. If something were to happen to Hiram, I would be the only one who could rule this country. It would be such a shame. If anything were to happen to my dear brother...
2: Wait, wait, Jordan. What? Is this the villain of your story? I
0: don't know yet. You'll have to listen a little bit better. She seems super evil. No! Of course not. I worked on this voice, so I'm really proud of how awful. It's good. It's it is good. Really it's, very good. <laughs> good. Like, it's grating. I listened back to it. It's grating. It's so grating.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My ears are bleeding right now. <laughs> but I it's, feel it's sorry in a good for way. anyone
0: who has to listen to this or wants to listen to this. Hiram and I love this country more than anything and would do anything to see the country flourish. Absolutely anything. This is why I question his alarming actions in dealing with those vagrants from the bottom-dwelling country of Aise. He wanted to combine our lands and even build small settlements on Aise in order to spread the kingdom out. He wanted both peoples to flourish and even going as far as to want those vagrants to join our country and live in harmony with them. But I told my brother that there is a reason why we live up there, up here, and they down there. They are clearly lesser than us, not having the ability to rise to the sky as we did. Oh, this hurts my throat. <laughs> oh, I'm getting old. because she's a racist old lady. I'm getting too old to be doing this. <laughs> You're getting too racist. <laughs> there are nothing. They are nothing compared to us, and we should not associate with them. Doing so will only bring us down to their level. Would a bird who could soar free in the sky strike up a deal with an ant? I think not. My brother was never really equipped to rule the lands. He always let his heart guide him rather than his brain. I was appalled when he started taking trips down to Aise, stating how beautiful it was. But real, but what really shocked me is when he fell in love with the woman who led the tribes of Aise. He said his marriage would combine our two lands, allowing his queen Dandelion to rule over the depths while he ruled above. Those from Alar who wanted to live in the depths of Aise and quote, learn from the tribes of Aisei could go down and live happily and vice versa but what were our people supposed to learn from them we have the magic the technology knowledge wealth education money and power up here there is nothing down there for us they would only come up here and steal from us plus our lands are vast and our people are many they only have a few settlements and we have a kingdom i don't even think they have bathrooms down there <laughs> I am not ashamed of what I did. I was only protecting Alar and my people from my brother's stupid decisions. He would understand if he knew, but he doesn't know. Father would smile at my craftiness and my new plan. He would not condemn me, but praise me, as I am doing what is necessary to become queen of this great land. Father always appreciated a self-stutter." On um, this next part, yes, this is a very long section. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: what I was gonna say—is was it cathartic for you to write a racist tirade?
0: Okay, this comes from King Hiram the Benevolent. Yes, it was cathartic for me to write this. <laughs> to write, to write to, uh, Lady Alabaster or Madam Alabaster. Okay.
2: Oh, her name's Madam Alabaster. That's appropriate. Yeah,
0: exactly. Good I did. I honestly didn't realize how bad I was making this.
2: Um, No, I like it. I'm not, like, offended. I think it's good.
0: (laughs) My sister is blind to her own arrogance. She sees Alar as a diamond and Aise as mere trash. But those down below are beautiful, and their people shine like stars. But she would never understand. I fell in love with Dandelion of the plains, and we had married in secret, waiting for the appropriate time to tell my sister and the people of Alar and Aise. Simone, leader of the Magi, was the only one who knew of our union. He agreed with us that it was time to combine our two lands and forget the dispute between Aise and Alar, whatever that actually was. No country was holy and no country was cursed. It was all created under the same sun and thus we would unite to create a greater country, Alise, yeah, um... Though our union was made public, my sister, Madame Alabaster, you know, weird name for my father to give her, right? Did not accept her, nor did she want to make a union with Aise just yet. Dandelion soon became pregnant with, <clears throat> with the child who would become queen of queens, and we would name her Marigold. Dandelion became suspicious of my sister and believed Alabaster would come after her, but I assured her no harm would fall uh, would befall her. Of course, tragedy struck when my beloved dandelion took one of our skyships down to Aisei to talk about the upcoming union of our two lands. Uh, Unfortunately, she never made it, as the ship malfunctioned and crashed into the mountains. Her body was never found, and our child, Marigold, is assumed to have died with her. The people on the ground blame my kingdom for the accident and have cut off communications with us. No letter I send, no transmission I try to make reaches them. They have cut us off indefinitely. (coughs) It saddens me that everything fell apart when Dandelion died. Many years after the incident, there was an attempt on my life through poisoning, which Alabaster's closest advisor, Rex, says was planned by the Aisei tribe, seeking revenge on the 10th anniversary of my wife's death. (coughs) I don't quite believe their suspicions, as why would Aise attack after so many years? My sister and her (coughs) advisor have always been prejudiced of Aise, and a few factions of our kingdom agree with them. I heeded my sister's words, and for now, only Alabaster is allowed to bring me food and drink, and only she and Simone are allowed to visit me without the guards. Simone and I eat together and still talk of a future where the combined kingdom of Aisei exists. (coughs) Even though they do not talk to us anymore, one day I will reach them. But unfortunately, as of recent, I have not been feeling as strong as I used to. Things have been slowing down for me, and I fear I shall not see a future where the world has a true peace. Yes, the coughing is intentional. (laughs) This This last part does come from Madam Alabaster. Of course Dandelion's death was because of me. I planned it. I planned all of it. Hiram thinks say is ignoring him, but I have been destroying the letters back and forth. No communication to them comes in, and none goes out. As far as Hiram's health, I was the one who planted the poison so that he would only trust me with his food. Silly fool him and Simone eat the poison food without second thought. It is taking longer than I expected, but soon both of them will die. Two birds with one stone. And as soon as they die, my magician Rex and I shall rule the kingdom, and no one shall stand in our way. I've changed my mind. We will use magic to rest our beautiful country on top of Aisei, crushing those vagrants once and for all. True peace exists when you wipe out all other options. (laughs) Nothing shall stop Queen Madame Alabaster. So just real, Queen Madam So just really quick, the <laughs> joke is that her actual name is Madam Alabaster. And that, is, that, that that's like the it. joke. That's like so Queen Madame Alabaster. So anyways, I had a lot of fun writing this. If you couldn't tell. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wrote this to be so long. I'm so sorry.
2: No, it's good. I like it. It's so yeah. it's good. It's so long. Okay.
1: No, I loved it. The the story's really fleshing out, which is great.
2: Huh. Uh, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Some It's just it, it in, in a good way, it is just the worst.
1: <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah, Madam Madame Alabaster's a little she is a character. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just want to talk like this tomorrow to, when I visit Mel, just to see how long she can stand it without punching me in the throat.
1: Oh, not long.
0: <laughs>
1: I would I would place money on less than five minutes.
0: I would say like ten seconds.
1: Oh God! <laughs> like no, you ha- you have to get out at least one sentence, and she'll just be confused. And then why is this
0: happening to me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay, so my section three. So, um, I think this is a good place for me to say I kind of wrote this with the idea of it being like a role playing game. So, I don't have a narrative I'm necessarily going okay. with so much as uh, this is uh, a brief history of the different kingdoms. Um, the oldest stories tell of the great wizard Yen Zid, who traveled the world and discovered the utopia that became Disneyland. With his powerful magic, he built a castle that has stood the test of time, and as more people came into his realm, he divided it into different lands with, the fi- with figureheads who had the power to negotiate with both people and animals to help govern these smaller providences. But there are always those who desire more power. As the wizard aged, a princess called Rose ascended to her place in the castle that sat in the central hub of all the lands. Rose did away with those who governed and took over ruling by herself, which naturally upset others. So under the direction of Princess Ella, a large group of people moved to the east and created a new Disneyland. Princess Aurora and Princess... Oh, I'm sorry. Princess Rose. (laughs) Trying to not act like it's the same people. (laughs) Princess Rose and Princess Ella restructured their respective lands, bringing different princesses and princes into their inner circle. Disneyland West retained many of the old families. Disneyland East brought over the newer ones. Frustrated by those who had deserted her, Princess Rose built a wall to separate the two kingdoms. During this period of unrest, a few smaller groups quietly separated to create their own societies. However, they did promise to assist the East Kingdom, since the East had the blessing of land for them to settle on. (laughs) Uh Uh, First, a small diverse group of science-minded people split to create epcot and while they focused on their own developments they occasionally reached out with technological advancements this is kind of where i imagine characters from like treasure planet meet the robinsons and like imagineers are living another group that left were a group of creatives that made hollywood their home base they travel between the different lands mostly performing and to me this is kind of like the cartoons like this is where mickey would reside um and the only other one I could think of at the time of writing this was the Aristocats. So, like, those cats that, uh like, do jazz music. Because I thought that was funny.
0: Everybody wants um, to be a on. cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but,
2: but, are the Aristocats jazz yes. musicians? Yeah. Well, well sorry, there's the a game of, of yeah, The rough gang R. of
0: cats is jazz musicians.
2: <laughs> Why are they jazz cats? Because it's cool. Why not? because everybody I wants to be, wants a, to cat. be a cat <laughs> i thought that was just i did not that know song is so good the, the is jazz so good. in aristocats was like diegetic
0: yeah it is it jazz. is diegetic cat jazz
2: it's like the other music
1: i'm not done yeah, by know. the way but the other music in that movie is really good too it's all jazz
2: this is dumbo all over again did you know that Dumbo can fly, Jordan? Yes.
0: What are you talking? Okay, Cody, I found that out. Shut up. Literally three let, weeks let your wife ago. Go. Shut up, Cody. You're done. <laughs> you're done.
1: Co- I'm, I'm doing a horrible no. job uh, informing
0: oh, Cody. I thought you Disney. were talking about your world. I'm like you're doing fine. I just fine.
2: learn about so much Disney stuff, Cody. Like, what? Shut up.
1: Okay. So, but a final group of people were constantly creating havoc throughout the kingdoms. The villains. To this day, no one knows what creates one, but villains sprout up throughout the land to challenge those in power. When defeated, because they are always defeated, they are banished to the beastly kingdom. No one knows what happened to the wizard. Some say he died. Some say he's frozen and will, reunite, will return to reunite the kingdoms.
0: <laughs> oh, I get it. But until,
1: then, <laughs> but until then, everything is fine. It's fine. It's the happiest place in the world.
2: Now that made it creepy. Also, is it presumed that the villains get eaten by lions? What? They get sent to the beastly kingdom where all the lions no, are. No, that's the animal Cuddy.
0: kingdom. Oh shut somewhere Cuddy, else. Sorry, Cuddy, sorry, 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 First of all, Manny What It was a
1: legitimate question. No, no, no,
0: Cody. Shut up. <laughs> <off. laughs> <laughs> no, Mandy, what I want right now is for you to do a one shot in this world so we can fight villains.
1: Just wait until I get to oh section 4. I tried to write this like it was a an RPG. I want to do a
0: one shot in this world so badly. Just just <laughs> because like writing this and doing this episode is just invi- like brought back the Disney in my life.
1: Well, and the I'm the so way I now. kind of mm-hmm. imagine this is like the way that the like so I'll get into this more in the next section, but basically like a party would, you could obviously choose to travel to these different places. And the way I've kind of split it up is that there are different people that you could pull from movies for them to interact with. So like star Wars could essentially be in Epcot and it's cause they are making their, Oh, I bumped the mic because they are making their own technological advancements. Cool. So they could yeah. be awesome. there. Or you could pull, you know, Treasure Planet. And that's that's what I, I think would be really fun
0: with that's this. That's really exciting. Cody, your turn. I'm I'm actually really okay. excited about your world right now. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all
2: right. Once upon a time, the littlest princess went on an adventure. Aww. To find out which grove had the biggest berries. The little princess followed the ribbons of song, l- letting them guide her all she had to do was listen
0: for <laughs> what? It's,
1: it's just such a cute little story
0: yeah
2: she's a cute little princess I, just, I
0: mean this kind of reminds me of it's, the it's, little prince it's endearing prince. laughter but anyway the, yeah oh. it reminds me of the little prince that french French novel back in the day but yeah oh yeah no have you seen no, the movie not. on I Netflix I read the book I will not watch the movie
2: oh it's so good you really need the to watch it it's really really Indeed. really good um on this day however she traveled a little too far Outside of the fields and paths of the well of the well-traveled, the songs here were wild but quiet. That's when it happened. She heard silence for the first time, carried through the lands like a rotten stench. The little princess stood alone on the edge of the on the edge of a grassy field, and watched nature like a symphony painting its music on the landscape. It's subtle, but the landscape moves to a rhythm. Each, br- <clears throat> she breathes in and out. And then sings a simple song, but a curious one. Green light flows from her, twinkling through the forests and over the hills, leading her way to adventure. So this would kind of be like the first part yeah, of yeah. the movie where she goes out, like just on like whatever whimsical adventure she goes out on because she's a little princess to
1: find berries. Yeah,
2: and then for the first time, here's actual silence, which isn't like there; it's just kind of like blown down the breeze as part of the magical landscape.
1: So, it, so it's like.
2: Shh. yeah Shh. right i yeah, um cool. and so then she goes on an adventure to find silence and stop it but that's kind of you know the story that happens that's after really cool this. so
1: okay i realize i'm a little bit i've got a little bit of advantage because i i can see what you wrote um so does she like does she like Hear the silence, and then she like ran back to the edge of the field. Like, what was that?
2: No, no, no. She tried to find it.
0: Oh, she, she tried to. Oh, so uh, she. Because okay. I guess it would well, be kind of an intriguing be, thing to your first time hearing silence.
2: Yeah, right. And also, it's like the thing to prove herself because in her mind, she's the least important princess because she's the littlest princess. So, you know, like all of her, her parents are off ruling a country. Her siblings are all doing more important things than her. So she gets like this glimpse of adventure and is like, oh, I need to go find out what that's about. um, Just out of like curiosity. But then, you know, it's the story of the little girl that goes and brings music back to the
0: world. That's really cool. That's really cute, honestly.
1: Yeah. it, It sounds very much like, like the fairy tale, like how Cinderella, if somebody was just telling the story, like... Here's the old fairy tale that eventually get Disney does turn yeah. into like the epic movie.
2: Yeah, in the in the original version, she's gonna have to like cut off some <laughs> no. toes. There's gonna be like beheaded <laughs> ravens. Okay, Kelly, everyone's gonna die. She but turns her. into sea foam.
0: It's fine. Yeah.
2: Dumbo, the elephant
0: that flies. How do you, not Dude, know that?
2: Why does he fly? Here we are. Also, We're did you know that overrated. he needs a feather to fly?
0: Yeah, it's in his trunk.
2: I thought it was just like a little good luck charm that an elephant had a feather. Apparently, no, let's well, him fly. It's, it's no, bananas. he doesn't need it, oh, but it's what thing. helps him. Oh, okay. So I was right about that. It's, it's also, it's didn't his know he focus for a element. How Why do you just not see Dumbo? Do you literally elephant? just not see Dumbo? I have never, I've never seen Dumbo. I told Mandy the story of Dumbo. I just told her the story of Pinocchio, except there was an <laughs> elephant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <His> <laughs> you want to know grim, what's really sad about that, too? When I when I worked at Disney, I worked in the circus oh, when it like opened cool. in New Fantasyland. And so Dumbo was like our big thing. <laughs> and so I'm like, of course I know Dumbo. I own it because they all they gave us a DVD. And I guess we're just gonna yeah, have to watch really it now.
0: Do. I don't wanna see this new live action <laughs> that's coming out because confused. it looks kinda creepy and Dumbo did scare me as a child. I'll see it because of Elephants on Parade I'll see it is on Redbox terrifying song.
1: It's it great, is so though, because they're, like, drunk. You know, all,
0: the elephants all <laughs> What D- is D- happening? D- 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 <laughs> you just don't know Disney. Like, apparently, like, I thought we were all really into Disney. But it turns out me and Mandy really like Disney. And you have no clue. <laughs> and then the elephants get drunk. No, just Dumbo, parade, just Dumbo.
1: Just Dumbo and nightmare. Timothy. What? Just Dumbo well, and Timothy? Timothy the Who mouse timothy <laughs> the mouse why would a mouse okay, Cody, shut up. I, they hate I have each
0: other to tell my society current my story <laughs> it's another long section i'm sorry for keeping you up so late mandy
1: no nah, it's totally good i'm having a good time Having a
0: good time, <laughs> <laughs> time. having a good time
1: having a good time
0: I'm I'm just a very musical person, apparently.
1: I need to be a part of the musical world yeah, now. Yeah,
0: that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, this <laughs> is um, comes from Precious Marigold. She is age 15. And that's actually going to be... My movie is called Precious Marigold. I really like the
2: names, actually. I, think I that's do, too. Oh, yeah, I, I like
0: with a flower theme, as you'll see later, for the people on Aise. Because, you know, they're wild people. I have always been different, and I've always known it. I was raised here in the cliffs of Aise with my father, the old hermit Ficus. When I asked Fike about my mother, <laughs> plant thing. When I asked, that is the best name, yeah, right? I have ever heard. <laughs> like I didn't even have to think about it. It's like, what's an old hermit name, Ficus? <laughs> when I asked Fike about my mother, he said that I fell from the sky and he took me in to raise me as his own. I know he is not my real father, as he is far too old, but I love him as such. He is my ficus, and I am his marigold. He taught me how to hunt, fish, climb, and use the magics of Lake Spirin to speak to animals and heal the wounded. I have always had the knack for using the waters of Spirin. Most of the other kids can't do what I do, and that has led to jealousy and me being somewhat of an outcast. But I have always stuck stuck close to my father. I never needed the other children's company as I had the snakes, crows, and wolves to keep me company. Using Spirin's magic is how I met my best friend Snapdragon, the direwolf pup. When I reached age 12, Father let me and Snap travel far and wide through the lands of Aise, meeting many people. Of course, we were always under his supervision. He said he wasn't watching, but I could always tell he was there making sure nothing bad ever happened to me. Every person we meet agrees that I am special and says one day I could even rule the sky city that hovers above us. But that is a far off dream. I don't think the Sky City would ever accept us. They come down here every now and then to keep us in check and to make sure we aren't up to any good. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I, I worded that wrong. Sorry. But um, I yeah, I, I worded that wrong. It's okay. But what have we ever done to them? Fike has always told me to hide from them when they come around. So I have never seen one of them up close, but have only heard of their misdeeds. They are led by that wretched woman, Madame Alabaster, and though they say she has a light about her, she is rotten to the absolute core. What kind of king is up there if he lets that foul woman do whatever she wants? Maybe one day I will lead lead and change both lands for the better. This next section (laughs) comes from the Hermit Ficus. The girl doesn't know how special she is. Precious merit gold did indeed fall from the sky. Her mother's sh- ship. Cra- I'm just going to go normal because I can't do this voice. Her mother's ship crashed. No! Crashed you're so landed good. in the ravine not far from where I set up my home. Her mother was indeed Queen Dandelion, uniter of the tribes of Aise. I didn't want to explore the ship at first because I was afraid of getting wrapped up into something I couldn't handle. But of course, curiosity got the better of me. When I found Dandelion, she was still alive. I nursed her back to health, well, somewhat. She was still very injured. She told me how she believed Madame Alabaster caused her crash and how she needed to warn her husband of Alabaster's treachery. But as time went on, her injuries and pregnancy led to her failing health. With the last of her energy, she gave birth to Precious Marigold and made me promise to take Marigold to her father when the time was right. Dandelion believed that her daughter would stop whatever plans Alabaster had and would unite both lands, getting rid of whatever prejudices existed through the land. But I was a fool. I soon grew to love the child as my own daughter. I feared that only harm would become of her if she took on Alabaster, so I taught her everything necessary to grow into a strong princess and hid her true identity from her. The truth will come out eventually, and Marigold will save both lands from Alabaster's wickedness. Once the king sets eyes on her, he will know that she is his daughter. Her bright eyes seem to glow against her dark skin, and her thick curly hair matches that of her father's. Marigold grew up to be strong, kind, accepting, and full of love. When she speaks, people and even the beasts of the night listen to her. The great snake of the forest thinks highly of her and will follow her to hell and back if needed. The united tribe leader, Roses, accepts her as an equal. All Marigold needs to do is prove that she is queen of the sky as well as the as well and the world will be hers to shape into the beautiful home it was always meant to be I believe in Marigold despite my foolishness and hope to one day see her sit on the throne as queen of queens and this is my last section it comes from our dear beloved woman madam alabaster <laughs> And of course, of course I'm going to do the voice because, you know, I need to, I need a through line. Yesterday, yesterday, okay, there we go. Yesterday, we made a trip down to that wretched place in order to continue with my plans of flattening for our new kingdom, Alasar. The people of Alar seem to still side with Hiram and not accept me as their leader. They call me wicked or greedy but that will all change once they see the paradise I will make this world into. I have the other mages and the guards in my pocket. That is all I need. Everything that the gold sun touches will be a Lars, and the people will learn to love me. Unfortunately, on this past trip, I saw something that may put a wrench in my grand scheme. It had to be her, that tattered woman's daughter. She was the spitting image of Dandelion and had her father's hair. That would make her the rightful heir on Alar, not me. But no need to worry. I will not simply give up on my destiny. Hiram is almost at his grave, and once he is gone, who would the people of Alar listen to? Me, the queen of the land, or her, the child of a fallen country? The simple answer is me, of course. The people may dislike me, but I am their rightful ruler. I am the one who will make this country shine brighter than ever before. Rex assures me of this every day. With his magic and my brain, we are unstoppable. Oh, Marigold, precious Marigold, beware, my darling, for I am coming for you. And this is the end of my world and the beginning of the story of Precious Marigold. Okay, I have one really yeah. important
2: question. It's what very crucial. terrible. Thing are you about to say? Uh-oh. It's it's pretty bad, but I just I need to know. I just need it. I need the yep, picture in my mind. Are Rex and Alabaster boning down. And if so, how hard? <laughs> I'm gonna say, <laughs> cause I got that vibe. But I'm like maybe I'm gonna just say friends, it is but it implied. Like but but the thing I
0: was kind of going for is more of an Isma and Krunk situation. Except for Rex is not incompetent. He's you know not they incompetent, thought about it he's a very, like, you know, he's he's kind of the Jafar to her Ursula. So, yeah, that's Makes what sense. I was going for. And also, I wrote a song list for the thing, but we don't have to do it because it's going all way too long.
1: <laughs> Wait, a song list?
0: Yeah, because it's going to be a musical because it's a princess movie.
1: Okay, well then we need to know what the songs yeah. are. So the yeah, opening, and
2: then I'm gonna read my slash fiction. <laughs>
0: stop the opening. <laughs> <laughs> the it's funny, but um the opening number is Venturous Out There" and it shows Marigold exploring the lands of Ayesa, singing with other animals and meeting with the other tribes. Um, yes, I wrote this on paper because I clearly did this during lunch at work. I
1: love it. <laughs> the
0: second is um, oh my gosh. Oh, Family You Never Knew, and Ficus tells Marigold about her real dad, juxtaposed with Hiram longing for a real family. Then the third song is Trust Me, Brother. It's Lady Alabaster's song reassuring Hiram her good intentions, but then it goes right into, um, Dear Lord. (laughs) <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, about sorry. he's <laughs> about to die. Goes <laughs> right into a weird dream sequence with Rex and Alabaster dreaming about their absolute rule. Their the Jafar to her Ursula. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um though I always I imagined Alabaster as being like really bony, like, you know, along the lines of a <laughs> Yeah.
1: And
0: then the fourth is uh, sky so high about traversing Oh, sorry, traveling up to become queen and stop Albert Bastard's tyranny. Um, then Beauty is Everywhere, which is like her going around the city and telling about how the land of Aise isn't a wicked wilderness, but it's actually beautiful. And then it ends with the song Queen of Queens. And it's like pretty much the huge like number of the whole city like singing about how Marigold is the queen of queens. I like nice. that. Yeah, so I put too much into this. I am sorry. <laughs>
1: no, I love it. <laughs>
0: I... Hey man, you're the one that has to edit it. You can make this as long yeah, dude. as you want. This, why? All of our guest episodes are like almost two hours. I can't.
2: Well, there is a lot to talk sense. about, and yeah, we have an
0: extra person. I love this show. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs>
2: uh, Mandy. Queen okay. Queen. Take us home.
1: All right. So, this is what I imagine a game master would say to get his player characters started. I'm so pumped. <laughs> At this point in time, the lands are still separated. While the East and West disagree, their battles aren't with each other, but with the villains who keep cropping up. More and more villains appear every day, and now Princess Ella has called you to the Magic Kingdom to meet with her to discuss how to rid the kingdom of these monsters. Okay. So, as a player, I imagine that you're creating your Disney-esque character. Yes. what I would say is generally very talented with like a quote unquote fatal flaw. Um, and so I kind of imagine this this is a crossover between like fate powered by the apocalypse and D D. And initially you put your skill points into things like looks, charisma, fighting, and magic.
0: Oh, all charisma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then um your quote fatal flaw, what I, I I assume that would be something like orphan or can't control ice powers uh. or believe you're the chosen one. Um and now the kind of gimmicky game thing I came up with is throughout the game. The player is going to be forced to choose skill points to change over into a new list of skills. And you'll kind of get why as I go more into this. Uh, For instance, the character may start out really good looking, but as they learn things, the player may choose to move skill points into things like wisdom, intelligence, and knowledge.
0: That is so cool.
1: All right. So, has the game master, the behind the scenes that you need to know about this world, are that one... The different councils of princesses and like whoever else, like uh, I imagine in Animal Kingdom, there's probably like Mufasa in charge. None of them are actually in control, but they think they are. Um, The whole land is actually kind of surrounded in a good weather bubble because the wizard Eisner is behind every decision in every kingdom except those in the forbidden realm. So because of this, everyone in the kingdom is weirdly happy. Um, they are under a spell, and that's why your player characters start out with like not a lot of knowledge and wisdom. Uh. It's just kind of that very surface level happy. Um, once the player characters are sent to start looking for villains, they do become aware of this spell because they're out looking, and they must act appropriately as to not raise suspicion but i would say they're not told this outright so this is something that the player characters would have would discover and npcs would realize like oh this person's acting really strangely they might be a villain which villains are people from the kingdoms who realize they live in a fantasy world (laughs) uh for whatever reason the spell is being lifted from some of the people and it can make some of them start acting really crazy you know you go from being super they go from being super happy their whole life to realizing that this isn't what like this is so surface level um so normal people start reporting them as being villains because they start acting differently and this is something that can happen to your characters so they do have to be careful now we're gonna move over to the Forgotten Realms because this is something that your game ma- you as a game master should know. Um, people in the kingdoms are told that this is where bad people are banished to. Okay. So yeah, they don't know specifics. It's just kind of nebulously bad, and you know you've got your your cloud brewing over a mountain, so you know it looks ominous. You don't want to mess with. It. Um, and there are general towns of people who don't want to be bothered. They're people who awoke from the spell, kind of realized they, they kind of got banished from the kingdom because they realized what was happening and they just needed a place to go. However, Beastly Kingdom is made up of actual villains. So there yes. are people who go so far to be real baddies. So Maleficent, Jafar, Hades, yes. etc. they reside in and around this stormy mountain. Now, they are currently battling with the wizard Eisner and weakening his power, which is why this happy spell isn't as strong as it used to be. So the way I could see this kind of like going as a game, um, I could see a campaign going through the kingdoms to gather information, fighting actual villains as well as normal people who think they are bad guys, so NPCs that are like, whoa, your players are acting weird and eventually turning on these good guys because the player characters start acting like villains. Towards the middle and end of the campaign, I imagine they would have to journey into the Forgotten Realms, which is where they discover Beastly Kingdom, at which point they have a boss fight with either the villains or the wizard Eisner and have to answer the question of whether to let the spell continue or force people in the kingdoms to deal with reality.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like the villains are good guys.
1: <laughs> um, and then the one small note I have is you could also throw in whether or not the wizard Yen Zid is actually still around. Because <laughs> I think that's that hilarious. Is so I
0: I do. Love, uh, it took me a second when you said he's frozen. I'm like, oh yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> he's a popsicle now
1: yes <laughs> well he may or may not we, be a popsicle you know, we'll
0: never know we don't know <laughs> um but so yeah. my question to so you, that Mandy? is my game a really quick question yeah. when are we gonna play this because i want to play this so bad <laughs> this is, sounds well, so fun
2: yeah when do we kill the <laughs> wizard eisner i
0: shouldn't say that out
2: loud i mean the fictional character the wizard eisner whose spell should end it's creepy
1: I mean, that's up for the players to decide. Um, I would actually, I would have to write up, you know, some character stuff. But otherwise, I mean, it sounds like we're we, basically good to go. If you do you really want to like this. plan and
0: do something, I would totally be on board with like helping you write all of it.
1: It does sound. Would you stop messing with the dog? <laughs> it does sound pretty we'll, fun. I am. i was super stoked. <laughs> right, I I was super excited to write this last section when I realized what was happening. Yeah,
0: let, let's, de- let's definitely be in ducks. I do really like the idea of playing as a dizzy character. In yeah, yeah, just yeah, you know, you know
1: yeah i kind of imagine it's very okay so being somebody who worked at disney and the fact that this is based on theme parks i imagine this is kind of like a cast member being like oh i'm working at disney everything is great and then slowly the reality well the the reality sinks in and then it's like oh oh
0: oh oh." no it's like one of those things where he just looks like what have i done exactly (laughs) okay well that was a great episode so cody what <laughs> i want to do we'll talk about officially what's going to happen next week but we are rolling for initiative for the live show we're rolling for the live show cody's gonna roll world i'm gonna roll world and then we're gonna pick which one we are actually going to do during the live show so cody roll what i rolled six uh world where the planet is sentient oh that's fun I've already done that, but that's fine. And I rolled a 14, which is Cartoon World.
1: Oh, I know which one I would lean towards. I already know which one. <laughs> it's
0: just straight off the bat that I'm leaning towards. But, <laughs> which is really funny because we did this last time where it's like we rolled Product World and then Superhero World. It's like, huh, which one's going to end up getting picked? <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually think both of these ideas are really cool.
1: Oh, no, they both sound great. I'm just leaning towards one.
0: Cartoon world? Is it a world with cartoon physics or is it a world that can be a cartoon? Or does that, is that the same thing? I think that's up to you. I think it's up to you. Okay, cool. I'm excited. You guys, plug stuff.
2: We're on the Wandering Gamer Network. We play games. (laughs) We also do that on YouTube. Well, we play,
1: uh, We play role-playing games on the Wandering Gamer Network. It's a podcast. You can find us online. Uh, We also play video games, playthroughs on YouTube. We're also under the Wandering Wandering Gamer Network there. Um, And then if you're interested in parenting videos, I have a YouTube channel called Sibvids, S-I-B-V-I-D-S. And uh, I do vlog style videos as well as talking about, uh, my, well, my pregnancy journey as
0: well as parenting videos. That sounds fantastic. I didn't know you do that. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm only just now really starting to plug it. It's just kind of been a hobby. I've got a huge backlog of videos, though, yeah, and uh, totally I think I'm ready to it. start That's making really that
0: really a cool. thing. Um. Okay, I am something, I guess, zero zero at twitch.tv or something, I guess, at twitch.tv forward slash something i guess zero zero um i am three away from being able to apply for twitch affiliate status which is pretty weird and cool so if anybody wants to support me in doing that please um follow me on twitch um other than that i do this podcast and there will be some cool things coming out in the future oh and of course we will be doing our live show april this will actually air that same week so April 25th at 8 p.m.
1: Oh, I also forgot to plug our socials. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wandering Gamer Network. Uh, Twitter, it's WGN Podcast. Uh, You can also find me at MandyMJ on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you
0: can find us at at WorldShop20 on Twitter. And then uh, my personal Instagram, if anybody wants to follow that, is something, I guess, zero zero.
2: Nice. Um, You can find my (laughs) (laughs) Geocities... And my MySpace, if you Google my name, you can still my find
0: my Zynga. in the past.
2: <laughs> and I,
0: my personal Facebook, is. I have
2: a Live Journal. Is Live Journal dead? No one uses it. I, like I, I have a Flickr. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And a Flicker. photo bucket. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, does, if anyone wants to hit me up on AOL Instant Messenger, I have some wicked buddy icons. <laughs>
1: okay, we get it. You're yeah. Funny. Oh,
0: okay. Thank you, guys. This was an extremely fun episode and long as always. But we'll check you out next. Well, sorry, we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. We'll
1: check you out too. <laughs> Bye. I'm checking.
0: Oh you gosh, it's when week, we awkwardly hit on the fans.
2: <laughs> Bye. I was awkwardly hitting on you. Bye.